Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Hi, everyone. Amanda Tento here, and I am here with Lenise Lavelle, and she is an amazing content writer, and she also helps people to write sales pages um, that convert. So her topic is actually writing sales pages that drive sales and conversions. So welcome, Lenise. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. I am so excited for your topic because this is probably like one of the last things that need to be kind of like that icing on the cake, right? Like, so you build the cake, it's your web page, and then the words are the icing on that cake. And if the icing doesn't taste good, then people are not going to eat the cake, right? Yes, absolutely. It's all, (laughs) you don't even want to get to the middle, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So tell us a little bit about you and your business and how you got started. Yeah, so um, like you said, my name is Lenise Lavelle, and I am a copywriter for female entrepreneurs and content strategists. So I actually got started by, I was looking for some side income. So I started off on content mills, like Upwork, Freelancer. I don't know if that's still around those kind of sites. Mm -hmm. And then um, progressively, as I learned and I got better, I moved up. And now I own that content life. And I help female entrepreneurs by either writing the copy for them or teaching them how to do it themselves. That's awesome. Do you have courses that you do that through or do you do it more on a one-on-one basis? Yeah, so I have a couple of self-study courses, and then I do like a lot of live workshops for those who, you know, they don't necessarily want like something in-depth, like one-on-one, but they do want somebody to like look over their content and their copy and see, you know, get some feedback on it. So the live workshops are a lot of fun too, because people are just fun to talk to people. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. And I bet you see so many different types of businesses and about, and products and, you know, different things like that, right? Yeah, it's really great to see actually what what you can do with the online business. Like I worked with people who are like hosting events and that's like their main prime like their primary business model is like hosting events and then um doing watercolor, like moms who are building like blogs, all kinds of stuff. Wow. That's really neat. It's probably really interesting to be able to kind of tap into all those different industries, but also still be focusing on the one thing that you do best, right? Yep. And it's a weird, it's a weird form of niching down, but it worked. Yeah. It worked out for me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, that's what we need to do. You need to find what works and then stick with it. <laughs> yep. So what is the number one struggle that you see for people when it comes to writing sales pages and getting those conversions and sales from those pages? Um, I would say the number one problem, well, people often tell me that they're struggling with coming up with the words. And I think the underlying reason for that is that it's just overthinking it. And we're thinking it from the perspective of a business owner and not the consumer. So not the person who's reading the sales page. And like that perspective mess up will really, will really make writing copies super difficult. So. Okay. So we kind of have to shift into that consumer mind to write the copy So stepping back like enough to understand like where they're coming from as somebody who hasn't already solved that problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think I have that struggle as well. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Especially if the business is your baby, it's really hard to 
you know, like step back far enough from it to see. <laughs> yeah. And I think like when you're saying that it comes to mind, like, am I including all of the questions that I would have as a consumer? Right. Like mm-hmm. I know, like, a, cause I know what my package has or I know like what the outcome is, but I'm a really, really expressing that. And I think I'm really poor at expressing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I totally need to be in one of your classes. <laughs> no worries. I am here. That's exactly what I hope people do. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Um, so give me some examples of people, um, if you have an example of someone that is really getting it right in the um, sales page area. Yeah, so I actually, I, I myself actually invested in a couple of her courses, but Sarah Dan, so she's a business coach, mm-hmm. and she, she's, she does really well at not only sharing her story, but still making sure that her story is relevant to um, the audience. Okay. So like making sure that they're, you know, she's still connecting with where they're at in their journey and what they're seeking and stuff. So she does a really good job at doing that. Okay. That's awesome. So we'll have to check out that. So if you want to go Google her, Sarah Dan, you can Google her and see her sales page and see, um, you know, how she connects and you know, what content she gives to people. And probably she has some conversion opportunities on each page, I'm assuming. Yep, she does. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so what can people expect after they watch your talk to walk away with? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of like making sure that it's not, I don't want to say fluff, but it's just something that you can really put into action. So after my talk, I the goal is to make sure that you have like a step-by-step process for writing your sales page. It's not kind of like just like ideas and theories, but like take my information and go like actually write your sales page with and, you know, make money in your business. (laughs) All right. That's awesome. Well, I for one cannot wait to see your talk. And I have said this on many of the other interviews, but I have handpicked all of the topics um, based on things that I want to learn about. (laughs) I'm a business mom and I think we all have our strengths. So pulling from all of your strengths is the way to make the summit really interesting. So thank you for being here and participating with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Hi everyone, Amanda Tento and I am here with Ashley K. DeLuca and she is an email marketing expert. She is going to be talking to us about growing and converting our small email list. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am so excited to have you. And I get your emails. I'm on your email list. And I love, I'm also in your Facebook group. And I love seeing all of your tips and ideas. And I definitely, you're on my, the top of my list for people that I need to hire next. So I'm very excited (laughs) to have you as part of the summit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I absolutely, service is like my very first thing ever. And I love serving other people and being able to watch them grow. So I I love hearing that. So thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in your business. Oh my gosh. So I actually started my business way back when, um, even before I actually knew it, I actually started off by learning how to code websites from library books and a laptop that I bought with lots of babysitting money, let me tell you. (laughs) And so um, I actually started building websites for myself. I was just blogging, experimenting, writing about um, how much I love macaroni and cheese. And then eventually um, I got into the corporate world. I was in college. I thought I made it. 
And I realized that it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And I knew it was going to take me a while to climb up the corporate ladder and do the pieces and all the things. And so I basically went through the process of branching out and really just taking that first step into starting my own business, which was Blank Slate Media Consulting. And then from there, I basically dove back into my love for writing and got out of web design and now just um, basically focus on email marketing. Oh, that's awesome. So what is your favorite part about email marketing versus like web design? I know they're two completely different things. So, but what is your favorite part of it? Yeah. So for me, it's all about the personality. I love being able to connect with other people. I am definitely a connector. And so for me, I really felt like I was missing that piece with web design. Even though you design for your ideal client, I really love the opportunity to be able to write in a way that's more like having a conversation over coffee with your best friend. And it just brings me so much joy to be able to do that. Okay. That's awesome. I love it. So what is the number one struggle? I know my struggles, but what is the number one struggle that you see um, mom business owners facing when it comes to email marketing? Yeah. So the biggest thing, I mean, at the end of the day is it comes down to time, right? You know, a lot of times we're struggling and I have a toddler myself who is basically learning how to walk right now and like throwing snack cups at me, wanting more snacks and all the things. And so, you know, especially as mom business owners, our like eyes and time and attention are diverted in so many different ways. You know, we're told that we need to be on all these different social platforms. We need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. And don't forget, a lot of us are also service-based business owners. So we also have our clients trying to pull in our time as well too. So I find that a lot of times we put email marketing on the back burner because email marketing, while it can produce amazing results, is oftentimes more of a long-term strategy for business owners. Um, and so a lot of times because we're not seeing those super duper quick results by our efforts, we often just put it on the back burner. So honestly, it comes down to time. Yeah. Okay. That makes complete sense. And that's probably my biggest issue too, because I am a service-based business primarily, and I can totally relate to what you're saying about that. Definitely. Hands down. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I struggle with in my own business with like trying to find time to do all the pieces. Um, but it's just one of those things where, you know, obviously, you know, you figure out what's the most important piece and you go for it. Yeah. That makes sense. So who is getting it right in email marketing? Like, do you know anyone that you can think of that's just like hitting it out of the park and really connecting with their audience and really making that impact and getting those leads and um, conversions from their email list? Yeah, definitely. So the very first person who really influenced me with email marketing was Jenna Kutcher. So Jenna Kutcher does a really good job of being able to kind of take you through that journey of not really just getting to know her, but also to making you feel like you guys are best friends, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I really focus on in email marketing is that whole concept of like, as you're sitting down with somebody, you're having coffee with them and being able to really share, you know, like more so one-on-one -on -one and like actually connecting them through stories because the thing is is that when you're like talking with somebody you know you're not just going to you know spill the beans and be like here's exactly what I'm offering like you're gonna sit down you're gonna get to know each other and that's what Jenna Kutcher does really really good job of is actually kind of explaining the story being able to make it relatable 
Um, and even if, you know, for her, she's a huge business owner, huge, huge, huge. But, you know, when you read her emails, you actually more so feel like, oh my gosh, she's on my level. She understands where I'm at, even though I'm a smaller business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am on her email list and I can totally see that. So that was a really good example of someone. And it wasn't necessarily what I was thinking that you were going to say, but I totally love that one. She definitely, definitely is. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Rachel Hollis as well, too. Um, Rachel Hollis has a much different email marketing strategy approach. You know, she does more of like kind of like the newsletter style of things. And it's very more so like you can expect an email every single Sunday. And it's very more so structured mm-hmm. as opposed to Jenna. She just, um, you know, pops in like I'm, there's a there's a strategy to the madness, right? But it's more so she pops in as needed and it makes you feel more so like, oh my gosh, I was on her mind kind of feel. And it gives you that more homey feel. Yeah. Okay. So what is the biggest hurdle that you personally have faced in developing your own email marketing system and also um, your own list? Yeah. So to be completely honest, the biggest um, hurdle for me was being able to structure together a strategy that made sense in my brain. Um, I feel like, especially with how a lot of like email marketing people or strategists talk about like tagging for an example and segmenting your list and like having all these different things. Um, it, it was so confusing because for me, email marketing is a way to be able to take a look and see, okay, who's on my email list. Like that's really what it comes down to. We want to know who's on your email list, who are people who are more so hot leads, who's just here for the information and who's here, who's just dead weight. Right. Because I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like we have, we all have those things. And a lot of times it's more so like we tag people based off of like, okay, they clicked on this link. Oh, they opened this email. Oh, they did this. They did that. And like tracking every single action. Mm -hmm. And then you end up with a list of like 200 different tags and you're like, well, I don't know how to decipher these. Like, how does this actually work? And I have a client currently that's in that situation. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know who your hot leads are versus who's just there for the information, who's just clicking around. Like, you know, a lot of times in like Facebook groups, it's really easy to be able, you can just go into your group and see who's your top engaged members. And you'd be like, Oh, okay. These people are interested in what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was a really big hurdle for me as I worked through that process of being able to kind of organize it in a better fashion where I could actually identify these are prospects. These are people who are just in like information. And then these are people who are just dead weight. And it just makes it easier to be able to do that basically. Yeah. And two more questions. Um, do you recommend kind of purging your list every once in a while, or do you recommend, letting it kind of happen naturally with unsubscribes? Yeah. So I actually recommend both. So obviously, you know, like people are going to unsubscribe as they realize you're not a good fit and that's totally completely fine. Um, but I definitely do recommend going through a lot of email marketing platforms will actually kind of take the hard work out for you Mm -hmm. and, um, basically clean up your cold audience for you, which is really nice. Um, the reason why you would do this is because first of all, a lot of us pay for our email marketing platform. We pay for them to be there, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to pay for somebody just to sit on my list and like send me to spam or not ever open my emails because obviously they're not interested. Yeah. And so, um, that's the first reason. The second reason is it'll actually, by cleaning them out, it's going to improve your open rate. It's going to improve your click rate. It's going to improve all of your stats, right? 
which also is going to help with your email deliverability. You know, there's so many pieces that, you know, we just focus on the numbers, but there's a lot of things in the back end as well too, in terms of with like, okay, she's sending out emails. These are trusted emails. That's going to also help you get from the like other folder to the main folder. That's what's going to help you actually build that relationship, not just with the people that you're sending the emails to, but also the email marketing providers that you're delivering it to. Okay. So yeah, definitely take a look. I recommend a minimum of every six months. If you have a larger list, definitely quarterly. You know, I think also too, a lot of us get in that fear of, you know, like, okay, well we want to grow our list, like more the better. Like we want more in the party. But the thing is, is the way I look at it is I would rather have a party, a smaller party of people who actually love me and care about me and want to hear about me and like actually want to be there, you know, and are enjoying the party as opposed to a bunch of people who are just standing outside here for the free food. You know what I mean? And not really interested, you know, don't actually even know who I am. Like, who's the host of this party again? You know, and so like having that is going to be, you know, way more beneficial for your business in the long run anyways. Yeah, that is a great analogy. <laughs> and I've been to parties <laughs> like that and I can totally see it. Like I can visualize that in my mind, um, even in my email list. So <laughs> I love it. One last question for you. What are your, like, there are dozens of email providers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Email service providers. And that's different than your email, by the way. Um, It's not like Gmail. We're talking about an actual (laughs) email service that you send your emails with. Um, What are your top three that you love to work with? Yes. So my top three for three different reasons. Um, uh, if you are starting out and you are just in the process of building your list, you're opening it up for the first time, definitely check out MailerLite. It's free up to a certain extent. It gets you started. Um, and it basically is a great way to dip your toes in. If you are a service-based provider who, you know, obviously is really interested in just the core numbers of your email marketing um, and really just kind of are doing simple automations, I definitely recommend ConvertKit. Um, ConvertKit is actually what I use for my business because I don't have anything complicated set up because I, I mean, easier the better in my opinion, right? We're not trying to confuse nobody. Um, And then the third one, um, if you are a product-based business or if you have a lot of different for integrations, for courses, like business is just complicated to begin with in terms of systems. Definitely active campaign. Active campaign is going to give you a lot more options in terms of with integrating and also too with like segmenting and moving your audience around. It also is better for larger lists as well too. If you're if you have a list of a couple thousand, I definitely recommend active campaign. Okay. Well, awesome. I actually use MailerLite. I love MailerLite. I'm a a MailerLite addict and (laughs) set all my clients up with them just because it's really easy for them to use. Um, And most of my clients are not necessarily tech savvy, which is where I come in. So (laughs) (laughs) that's why I always, you know, lean on MailerLite because the automations are just super easy to set up and yeah. So awesome. Well, I am so excited that you are a part of the summit and I'm very excited to see your talk and um, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Hi everyone. Amanda Tento here and I am here with Christy Cooper of Cooper Heart and Creative and she is going to be teaching us design that sells, boosting your sales page conversions through design. So welcome Christy. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited about this topic because after you have a website, 
if it's just sitting there, it's not converting, then that is definitely a problem. And we want to make sure that everyone here knows how to do this. So I'm very excited for your talk. I'm so excited for you guys to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> See what you guys think. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be amazing. And I think everybody's going to love it. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in your business. Yeah, sure. So I um, I've been a designer for about 20 or so years. I've been ever since I was a teenager. Um, so I've been in the design industry that entire time, graphic design, web design, and I worked at a design agency for a significant amount of time. And then about three years ago, I, you know, I'd already had my first kid and I was just burnt out at my agency job. So I kind of started exploring what does it look like to have my own business and with the whole opportunity of the you know online business world like it was just kind of I discovered it and got excited and so I, that's how I kind of jumped in and so I did it on the side for a little while and then when I was pregnant with my second daughter I was like okay after she's born it's time to make the jump and go all in on uh, my business so I've enjoyed it I'm, I'm enjoying working with the people that I love to work with and doing work that I love to do and not dealing with agency drama and <laughs> All kinds of things. Yeah, it makes a difference when you don't have all that, uh, those other people to contend with on top of actually doing the work, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes a difference. I think it's interesting, and this has been my experience as well, but I think there's something about being pregnant, knowing that there's a baby coming, and knowing that you don't like what you're doing right now that will completely drive you to figure it out, right? In that yeah. nine months. <laughs> Yeah, it was basically like, okay, I need to make this business work, you know, and I'm, a, I'm the main income for our family, you know, my husband works part time, but yeah. I'm the main source of income. So it's kind of like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, and it's been working out so far. So, well, that's awesome. I love it. And I love those kind of stories, because that's kind of how I got started as well. And I always have a little bit of a, a soft spot for those kind of stories where, you know, you're trying to figure it out so you don't have to go back and you can be home with the kids and working and still have that same income. And yeah, so I love it. So what do you feel like is the number one struggle for mom business owners when it comes to having a sales page that converts well? Well, I think, um, especially if they haven't done a sales page before, or if they're new to sales pages, there's just a lot of little details that people miss out on. So they miss out on um, having the right kind of content on your sales page. Like, are you communicating enough of the information? And then on the design side, like you need it to look clean and professional. You know, you don't have to have like a fancy design, you know, or pro professional design if you're not at that level yet, but you just don't want it to look amateur because it just it drives trust out the window. Like people don't want to be spammed or hacked or anything like that in yeah. this online world. Um, so those are some of the things I see. Okay. That's awesome. So give me an example of someone that has a really great sales page design. If you can think of anyone. Well, a lot of the big names out there, you know, um, Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield, James Wedmore, you know, all of those kind of bigger names, they all have put in, they hire experts, obviously, but they've also got a lot of testing and doing things over and over and over again. And so they just have really fantastic sales pages now. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. If we can't hire an expert, you're going to be the expert that teaches us exactly what needs to go on our sales page. Is that right? Yes. I'm going to talk about the core elements of a successful sales page. I'm going to talk about what design does on a sales page. Um, I'm going to talk about more about the common mistakes I see. And um, I'm also going to just give some like design tips to keep in mind as you create your own sales page. Okay, perfect. So what are, what is a typical investment for someone that might be looking to up their sales page? Is it something that they can do themselves? Is it something that they could hire out for copywriting or hire out just for design or what are the options? Yes. So you can, it kind of depends on your personal level of skills as it comes to tech setup, as it comes to design, as it comes to copy, like where you feel confident in that you can definitely do it yourself. There's um, especially if you're using a platform that provides templates that you can start with, you know, that gives you a starting point. And then if you are looking to up-level your sales page and hire some experts, I do recommend hiring copywriters and their rates really do vary mm -hmm. um, dramatically. So I can't really speak to those. Um, and then for me personally, as a sales page designer, like I will do the design, I will organize your content. Like if you've written it yourself, um, I will make recommendations. Um, if you're missing anything, if something could be worded better and then, and then I'll set it up for you on your platform, make sure your text connected to it, that kind of thing. Um, and then my investments start at $1,500. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to hear your talk and listen to all of your tips and guidelines and all of those things because I know that all of my sales pages could definitely use some improvement. So <laughs> there's no question there. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So thank you for being part of the Business Mom Summit and teaching us your wisdom. You're welcome. Thank you for hosting. Yeah. Hi everyone, Amanda Tento here from The Determined Mom, and I'm here with Amber Brooks from Brand Individuation, and she is going to be sharing with us, or teaching us, I should say, how to build brand foundations and how to finally feel confident and gain momentum in your messaging and marketing. So welcome, Amber. Hey, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you here. Branding is such an important part of owning a business. And I think it's one of those things that is very ambiguous. There's so many different mixed messages out there that we get on branding. And just having a clear understanding of what we need to be doing and why and how that's going to help our business is going to be amazing for all of the moms attending. Yes, I agree. It's very ambiguous. And a lot of people are really confused over what branding even means. So I'm really happy to do this. Yeah, awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in your business. Yeah, so I think a lot of moms watching can really resonate with my story. I started my business right after college and I didn't actually go to college until later in life. I had already had three kids. I had a baby, I had one in middle school and I had one in high school. So I went to college and coming out, I thought I'm gonna be able to get this great job now that I have this degree and really apply myself and my skills and my knowledge and my drive. 
And what I found was that I was putting in all of these applications and doing these interviews, but wasn't able to secure a good position because I didn't have the experience that everyone wants you to have to go along with the degree. And I was super frustrated because I knew that I could add value with my knowledge and my skills and my motivation. And I mean, I was like super motivated to get out there and do stuff and help people. Mm -hmm. And it was so frustrating. So I actually, we were talking about Pinterest before I went on Pinterest and I looked for ways to earn money from home. And I came across copywriting and I was like, well, that's pretty much what I got my degree for. It was English and research. That's basically what copywriting is. So I started a copywriting business. I went to my local, you know, to get a, I went to get a business license and it was very fast. Like from the moment I looked on Pinterest and found copywriting to actually getting a business license, it was like two weeks. Wow. And I knew this, I just knew that that was what I wanted to do because I could get out there and use my skills and help people without trying to fit myself in other people's boxes because my life didn't fit into that traditional path. Not only did I not have the experience to go along with the degree, but one of my three children have extremely rare chronic health challenges. And I knew even if I was able to somehow secure a job without that experience, it was going to be really hard because my son was always going to be sick and I was always going to be missing work. So it was just like starting a business was a no brainer for me, to be honest. And I just kind of eventually naturally went into branding from that. That's awesome. I love that story. And I think that's what makes mom business owners, at least from my perspective, so unique is because we each have this amazing story of why we started our business and it's different for everyone, but there is that like theme of like, you know, the corporate world doesn't support moms um, and they don't value us as much as other moms and other businesses and other business owners do. And then, you know, we realize that we're worth more and we start our own business. So I love it. For sure. And I mean, more businesses are starting to recognize women and moms and have some opportunities, but we're still really hugely misunder, underrepresented and the opportunities are still not out there for most of us. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting. Washington state um, has a program where they allow you to take your infant to work with you up until they're like six months old. Like if you're a state worker, So I think that's kind of a cool thing, but it's really hard to get one of those state jobs, (laughs) you know, like, so the the competition is like really competitive or really high for those jobs. So I do see like some of that coming in, but it's just not as prevalent as it needs to be. So what is your, from your perspective, what is the biggest struggle for mom business owners in the branding and the the messaging and that kind of thing? Really? It's, Figuring out how to talk about ourselves in a way that helps us show up with confidence and as an authority and gets people to resonate with us. Because for most of us, mom entrepreneurs, 
especially, we have put ourselves on the back burner for so long. And we honestly, a lot of us don't even recognize what our true strengths are and cannot see ourselves the way that other people do. Mm -hmm. And it is so valuable to take the time and find someone who can help you pull those things out or to go through a program that will help you learn how to do that or have the resources to help you do that because most of us can't do it for ourselves. Yeah. That is so true. And uh, I wish it was easy. I wish there was like an easy button, but this is one of the things, this is like one of the foundations that you've got to work through before you can do anything else um, and, and do anything else effectively, right? Totally. Yeah. Because what most people think of branding is not actually branding. Mm -hmm. So when most people hear branding, they think of our logos and our fonts and our colors and our website and all the pretty things, but that's not actually what branding is all about. Those are reflections of our brand, but that's not actually our brand. Our brand is how we're showing up in the world. It's our values. It's the mission that we're on. And it's the belief that people have in us. So I am personally on a mission to help more people understand that and to help them build their foundation because it takes so much more than pretty things to get your ideal clients to really recognize how special you are and how you, you can help them fill the needs that they have and solve their problems. Mm, that's really good. I love it. And the branding thing is spot on. Like it's not just about the colors and the logo, but yeah, I love it. I can't wait to see your talk. Ah. Yeah. Um, so what do you feel is the biggest or the person I should say that's getting it right? Like, can you give us an example of someone that's like really got their branding and their messaging and everything like just mm -hmm. down and they convert really well and, and that kind of thing because of it? That's a really good question. Okay, so recently, one of my favorite people to follow is Rachel K. Albers. Do you know who she is? No, I don't. She runs Awkward. Oh, you got to know. So you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, or go to awkwardmarketing.com. Mm -hmm. She has a background in brand and graphic design as well. But she is on a mission, too, in helping people show up authentically as who they are and market themselves with integrity without feeling like they have to use all of these, like, sleazy tricks and tactics that are out there yeah. that a lot of us are told that we have to do in order to bring in business. And... Her show is really great because she is also has a background in com comedy. And so she uses her theater and comedy skills to be super relatable, especially to women and help us all understand how we can show up and be ourselves and be different, which I absolutely love and just stays true to her values like all, all the way. I just yeah. love her so much. Okay. I love that too. And I can't wait to, um, when we're done, look her up. And that's going to be the first thing that I do when we're done our recording. So that is awesome. And I, for one, cannot wait uh, for your talk. I know that all of the moms watching 
are going to be really excited to be watching your talk and probably feverishly taking notes and applying all of these things to their own branding. So thank you so much for being part of the summit. Yeah, I'm super, super excited. And I can't wait to see who comes and watches my talk and who I'm able to help see themselves in a different light and how they can show up. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hi, everyone. Amanda Tento here, and I am here with the marvelous Angie Witten, and she is going to be telling us how to take professional photographs for our business. And she is the owner of Harmony Photography here in Puyallup, Washington. So welcome, Angie. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you. Um, you are the one that has done my branding photography, and I'll probably be revisiting you very shortly um, awesome. for um, some more branding photography, but I love your style. I love everything that you do, and I just have some questions to get everyone more acquainted with you and also acquainted with the session that you're going to be doing for the Business Mom Summit. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little about little bit about you and how you got started in your business. Uh, I've been photographing uh, my whole life. Like it's always been a hobby. And uh, just over five years ago, I started my business. So I'm in my sixth year right now of owning a photography business. It is my passion. It's what I've always loved to do. And to be able to do it professionally is incredible. I am a graduate of the New York Institute of Photography. And I call myself a serial student. I am constantly learning and honing my craft. And I love helping other people figure out how to take better photos as well. That's awesome. I love it. So what do you feel like is the number one struggle for, especially mom business owners, in taking pictures of themselves or about their business or for their business? I think that we strive so hard for perfection that I learned somewhere along the way that done is better than perfect. So uh, sometimes it's just a matter of getting something out there and you can update it later. Um, a lot of people want to have the curated Instagram feed and such, but having an Instagram feed is better than not having one. So yeah. I think they get stumbled on making sure it's perfect. That's very, very, very true. Right. <laughs> I see all of those Instagram. I will teach you tips though on how to make them better. <laughs> okay, good. That's awesome. Cause we definitely need those and we definitely need to know the, like the lighting and the angles and the, all of that lighting up yeah okay. that's good yeah. and you can do it all on a cell phone you don't need to have like a fancy camera it's all I mean a lot of the stuff that I do is on a cell phone for my feeds and social media stuff so oh that's awesome that's good to know yeah. that we don't need any really special equipment or anything and we can nope. make it happen awesome. the only thing I'll have you get is from the dollar store so Ooh, <laughs> I'm very intrigued now. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what is she going to get? Or what is she going to make us get? Um, so, uh, quick question for you. Sure. Do you know anybody like that is really getting it right as far as taking, you know, that they're taking their own pictures and you know that they're kind of doing their own branding photos on the fly for Instagram or for Facebook or anything like that? Oh gosh, um, lots of people get it right. Uh, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of photographers, so obviously they're going to get it right. But yeah. I know a lot of realtors that do a really good job at that. A lot of restaurants do really well. Uh, I know Muscle Maker Grill locally yeah. is really good about that because they literally put something up last week. It was a flatbread pizza that I was like, I need to go get that right now. Yeah. So I would say they're really good at it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So I think. Uh, People that are doing it consistently uh, usually have better 
photos <laughs> because yeah. they're practicing. Yeah, so. keeping that consistency. I think, yeah. and I think uh, in doing a lot of these summit interviews already, um, I think consistency is the one of those things that I hear like throughout every single talk, um, which is kind of interesting. Maybe right. I should have called it the consistency summit, but um, <laughs> I think right. I think it's it's so true for every single part of our business that we have to be consistent about it. So sure. So what can people expect when trying out um, the methods that you're going to be teaching us about taking amazing photographs for our business? So whether you have a service business and home, a home-based business or a brick and mortar, uh, virtual business, uh, if you have products, no products, I'm going to show you different ways to not only take the photographs uh, with the best lighting and angles and set up so that it showcases it in the quickest best looking, yeah, like, so it's done, but done in a good good way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then also how to utilize those in social media, so how to turn them into, like, infographics, which are, like, memes, where it's a photo with um, text on it. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're not only going to learn how to take the photos, but how to utilize them in social media. Ooh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, maybe we should have had you on social media day too. Who knows? <laughs> but that's great. So what is um, the best investment that we can make in our, you know, in that photography realm? Like just having a really good quality phone with a good camera? Is that probably it? I think it's, I think a cell phone can do most of what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. There are so many free apps that can help with things. Mm -hmm. As far as setting things up, really it's dollar store stuff that I'm going to be showing you how to use. There's not really a ton of investment that's necessary. Yeah. Maybe if you're going to be doing something where you're doing a lot of speaking videos or something like that, uh, a good backdrop would be something that you might want to invest in. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So what is one tip before the summit starts? People are going to be watching this on our summit page. So before the summit starts, what is one tip that you can give us to kind of get the ball rolling before we get to watch your complete talk? Okay, so the video of me that you're watching right now is intentionally set up in what's called the rule of thirds. So um, if you're not familiar with that, it's the reason that on your cell phone they have the uh, tic-tac-toe board. So the rule of thirds is the composition uh, rule, I guess, that all rules can be broken. But I intentionally set up how I'm sitting so I'm not sitting smack in the middle of the thing. So the rule of thirds is it's a tic-tac-toe board. So there's two, two horizontal and two vertical. And you want your subject matter to be on one of the crosshairs. So any lines you're going to want on the lines that have, uh, that would be on the tic-tac-toe board. So that's a big one. That's awesome. And I totally see it now that I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm like, it's I see it. It's very how I set this up. Like there's yeah. a line right here. That's on one of the lines. I'm yeah. on the other line. I'm at the crosshair. Like it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And that's it looks beautiful. Sitting on my couch. <laughs> I love it. Okay. That is really good to know. And I think I might need to readjust my area. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm like, I think I need to be down farther. My You're good. Farther. <laughs> you just want the point of interest to either be on the lines or the main points of interest on a crosshair. Yeah. So not right in the middle. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. The rules are meant to be broken, so there yeah. are times you want to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's great. I am so excited um, to watch your talk. I will be watching and taking notes and um, setting myself up, hopefully, for better 
Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of feed. So I'm sure everyone else will too. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to be part of the Business Mom Summit. Hi everyone. Amanda Tento here and I'm here with Travis Kieran of Review Revolution. Travis is our main sponsor for the summit. And his business is absolutely amazing. I love it. And um, probably because I'm a little partial because of Google My Business and it just is really parallel to my business. But I absolutely love his business and how he helps businesses to get more reviews. So he's going to be teaching us why reviews are important in our business and how to get more of them. So welcome, Travis. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're super excited to have you here as part of the, the Business Mom Summit. And even though you aren't a business mom, you are definitely, definitely a business dad. Um, how many businesses do you own? I have four businesses right now. Okay, perfect. So you totally fit into um, the business dad category, and we love that as well. Quick question for you. I, I would say the first question that I have for you is, how did you get started in Review Revolution? So like what made that come about? Yeah, well, one of my businesses is uh, a detail shop in Puyallup called Diamond Detail. And it took us about six years to get 29 reviews on our Google My Business page. And, um, you know, some of those are family and friends. Uh, the rest are customers. And, you know, it just seems that people that have a positive experience are far less likely to leave a review for you than um, those who have a negative experience. And so I, we had about a 4.2 rating on Google and I had someone refer one of their friends to my business and uh, their friend said, you know, I don't know. Are you sure they're good? Because uh, I saw a couple one star reviews on there and you know, since there weren't a bunch of positive reviews to drown out one stars, it, it looked questionable. So I had had an idea kind of floating around in my head uh, for a long time based on some things I had seen. And that day I just hopped into action making this, um, this review tool. And uh, so far uh, in three months, we over doubled uh, the reviews for Diamond Detail. We're at 68 now from 29 and uh, it's only a few months later. So that was my primary case study that got me going. And um, right as soon as I started making it, I'm like, I'm going to make this for everyone, not just us, because uh, I knew it was going to be a hit. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so reviews are so powerful, first of all, and to go from 29 in six years, you said? Yes. To 68 in three months is just crazy. That's, that's an insane amount of reviews. And I love it. And I think those reviews are so powerful for every single business. So that is an amazing story too. I love that you kind of transformed taking, you know, your own need and transform that into a tool that other business owners can use as well. They say, you know, the best, best businesses when you're built business or product is when you're scratching your own niche because you know exactly how to create it and what uh, would work best for you. you Yeah. And that's so true. And it's, you're a perfect example of that. So um, let me ask you a question. What is the number one struggle that you see small businesses struggling with when it comes to reviews? Is it getting the reviews? Is it like um, not being sure if they should respond or what is, what is the, what's the deal with that? I think the number one struggle I've seen is people understanding the importance of them. So, and for example, maybe you have five 
reviews or 10 reviews and you have a pretty decent score, you still struggle with obscurity, you know, and you're not, your uh, Google My Business listing is not being shown, offered up to people as often as it could be just because you don't have consistent, frequent, uh, positive reviews coming through. So um, people just not realizing how important they are and, and kind of thinking that they're okay. And honestly, I thought I was fine uh, with our 29 reviews. I quickly re realized uh, we had our best January ever and everyone that was coming in was saying, I've seen how many positive reviews you have online, you know? So uh, yeah. January is notoriously a four month for a detail shop. So it helped us immensely. That's great. And you're right in that uh, people really look at the top of Google for their um, search and it, they're going to look at the highest rated business. Most likely if they have three choices and one has 68 reviews, the other one has 29 like you had before. And the other one has like 10. They're obviously just going to by default go with the one that has the most positive reviews. So I think you are right on track with that as well. So give me um, some examples of people that you've worked with that have reviews have really skyrocketed your business, their business other than yourself. Um, if you have an example of, you know, sure. any um, people. So we did uh, three case studies from like November till December. Diamond Detail was one of them starting in October. Everyone else, we started sales. Once we proved it, we started sales in January. So. There's no standout shining star case studies. Um, my brother also owns an insurance agency. He was one of the first people on. I think he came on in December. But within a few weeks, he went from 8 to 17 reviews. And if you can imagine, nobody wants to leave a positive review for an insurance agency. No. Either you got your insurance at a reasonable rate or they're mad. You know, there's no in between. And he's... Um, all of his reviews have been positive, uh, but one, and that one po negative one had gone around and left it uh, the traditional way anyways. And imagine if he didn't have all those positive ones, that would have been the shining, you know, beacon sitting on top of his page. Now no one even looks at it. So yeah, his agency, uh, Lux Lock Salon here, downtown Puyallup got, um, she's doing the texted version of this one and she's had the highest, uh, rate. She got uh, 15 new reviews out of 40 clients. Uh, wow. So it's like a couple weeks, just really fast. Um, That's huge. A chiropractor in the, first, uh, in the first week got 15 reviews. Nordquist Chiropractic up on Southville. And then um, Mekong, Thai Mekong on, in Graham got 30 something reviews in a couple weeks with a, a promotion we did, you know, enter to win uh, a coupon. If you give us your email type of a deal. Sorry. Okay. Those are great results. And I think it's uh, amazing to, to see those, you know, those businesses. And I'm sure that it's definitely going to help them to increase their revenue and increase yeah. the awareness of their business in that community. So definitely. Awesome. Yeah. So what can people expect um, to learn by watching your session? What is going to be that outcome for them? So first and foremost, I just, I'm going to focus on informing people on the importance of reviews and the effect they have on your visibility online. Um, and then I'm going to show some free methods and best practices for 
you know, getting yourself visible online and asking for reviews. Um, and then I'm kind of finished with showing how my automated review requesting tool that worked for Diamond Detail and these other businesses could be used in anyone's business um, and they're customized for them. That's awesome. That is a really valuable information because I think we, we kind of, in the mom business industry, we kind of rely on testimonials. We always say testimonials and we'll just kind of throw them up on our website, but there's nothing quite like an actual rating on Google. Um, I think people underestimate that and underestimate the power of having that listing and, and having those reviews on there kind of um, meaning that someone had to like log into their account. They had to go find your listing. They had to leave the review. Like that takes a lot of effort and copying, pasting a testimonial from someone's email to you or something like that doesn't take much effort. And I feel like it gives more validity to your business to have those reviews on Google. Right. Yeah. So awesome. Well, we are super excited to have you as part of the business mom summit and thank you so much for being our main sponsor and thank you for um, just being here and sharing this knowledge with us. Absolutely. I'm not going to let anyone uh, watch my video and not take something home free. I'm going to have some giveaways and some excellent tips on how you can uh, get reviews working for you in your business, uh, even if you don't choose to take advantage of my software. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you, Travis. All right. Thank you. Hi everyone, Amanda Tento here, and I am here with the lovely Sharon Henderson, and she is going to be teaching us how to set up and integrate a kick-ass CRM system into a high-converting WordPress website for free. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so uh, I love everything that you do, and I love your company and you know how you operate and how you build sites and everything. Um, and I'm really excited to actually learn this system that you're talking about. So tell us a little bit first about how you got started in your business. In this particular business, um, that was through servicing a wide variety of clients. And um, one day I'd be doing an e-commerce store and then another day something else entirely and for a wide variety of clients. So um, over time, I realized that it was easier to niche down or niche down, as you say in the States. <laughs> and... Um, narrowed down my focus and I started working with a lot of coaches and consultants and their needs were very specific, their pain points were very specific and so I found over time that I was able to formulate my ROI method which is a system that includes a front-end WordPress website and then all the back-end automations all combined into one system with no Zapier style sticky, sticky, sticky tape, that's a hard one and no Zapier style sticky tape anywhere to be seen it's all unified it's all one system and there's end-to-end -end analytics so that from the moment your leads are generated right through until you onboard your clients everything is tracked and analyzed so that you can perfect your sales funnel and uh, ensure that it's as seamless and as efficient as possible. And it also saves coaches and consultants time 
So that's also pretty important because rather than repeating tasks man manually, you have a system set up that's doing everything that's possible to do in an automated manner for you and everything else is streamlined. So it's been really um, well received among my clients and is what I'm now focusing on full time. And um, so that's my bigger package, but I also have um, a starter system for people that are just starting out as well. So there are two options there and yeah, they seem to be very popular. Very cool. That sounds really interesting and I am definitely curious about it and want to learn more about it. And I love the fact that there's no Zapier and that kind of thing because those things often break. And, yeah. um, you know, like, it's like the app is not communicating anymore and your Zapier is broken and you're like, no, and then you have to go figure out what the heck is going on. So I love that. And often, and often you don't know that it's not working. Mm -hmm. It can be quite a way down the track that you find out or that you finally get an email saying it may not be working. Yeah. And you don't know how many leads you've lost. You've lost all that analytics if it's even happening. Mm -hmm. because all your connections are down so yeah that that's a key part of, of what I do yeah awesome so what do you feel like is the number one struggle for people who are trying to create that um, CRM system or some sort of system to create that that analysis that lead generation system and all of those things I guess the big one for a lot of coaches and consultants is a sense of tech overwhelm um, just that whole notion of having to collect this myriad of tools to serve a specific need so that by the time you've collected them all together, you've got a whole heap of them. Um, often the free versions um, lack key features you need, so you spend all the time getting your head around mm -hmm. a particular tool only to find you have to upgrade, often finding it's not the right tool. And when you're doing that with a whole um, series of different um, items of tech, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of money, and it's a lot of stress and hassle, and then trying to get everyone to talk to each other. So I guess that's a big one. And often um, coaches and consultants want to do what they love doing. They aren't interested in the tech. And yeah. so they would rather not have to engage in that, which is why they like need to do it for them. So yeah. I guess those are, are two big ones. And Overall, you save a lot of money as well. When you actually work out how much each um, item of software is costing you and you add it all together, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Kind of piecing all of those things together can make yeah. um, can make a bigger a bill. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. also excited to see how you can save us money. And um, yeah, and you said it's free. Is that right? The CRM is is free. This particular one is is free, and um, I actually recommend that all my clients use it in addition to the system that I set up because it's perfect for small volumes of um, communications, especially one on one communications, because it tracks them so nicely through your email account. So that's quite nice. That yeah. is nice. I love so, it. Okay. Yeah, but it's definitely part of a bigger puzzle. It's one puzzle piece. 
um, that will definitely help. But it, it ideally needs to be connected to a WordPress website for all the benefits that you and I both know come with that, including the, the ability to be visible on Google, um, the ability to scale, and the fact that you're owning your content outright, which you're not doing with other platforms like Wix and Weebly, the click and go platforms that seem cheap at the outset, but once you're in there with yeah. all your content created, you realize that you only own what you're doing for as long as you pay the monthly rent. And yeah. once you grow and you need more features, they certainly make you pay for it. That's where they make their money. And then if you want to leave and start somewhere else, then you have to, that's exactly what you have to do. You can't migrate your site. You can't move it anywhere. You have to shut it down and build elsewhere, usually with WordPress. So that's why I recommend that people start as they need to go on. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. We've had this conversation multiple times. Certainly have. <laughs> so um, this is probably one of like our favorite conversations to have, but um, it is scary um, for people when they realize that they don't want to pay that monthly fee anymore and they yeah. have to move everything and they literally just are going to have to copy and paste it into their new site. That's pretty much how it goes. So yeah. Um, and it's I, more than that, isn't it? Because if you've oh, got yeah. WordPress, it's, it's a whole infrastructure mm -hmm. because you own it, you own your foundations and everything. So those have to be built. Yeah. And that's why it's better to start off that way rather than yeah. partway yeah. through once your business has grown and your clients are attached to wherever they are. Yeah. To have to stop things and move is yeah. quite a big deal. Yeah. So give me an example of one of your clients that um, this system has really changed their business. Um, I would say all of them because what was happening was that they had a website that they paid often a lot of money for, thousands. In one case, I know one client that paid thousands for a Wix website to be designed. And unfortunately, it was pretty, but when you looked at it, it wasn't functioning at all. There were no call to action buttons. Um, I had one client, their site was taking 25 seconds to load on a Wix website. Yeah. That's so, kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah. And so what, what's happening is that they're, what they, they say is, I've paid all this money, I have this website, but it's not working for me. It's not bringing in anything. And so that's a quite a low bar um, mm -hmm. to be set. It's very easy for me to create a website that's strategically designed to achieve the objectives that they want to achieve, generate those leads and then convert those leads into paying clients. So yeah. um, in all cases, it's giving them something they didn't have before, which is a website that's actually working for them 24 seven, three, six, five. That's, that's awesome. Okay. That's great. Um, well, I, for one, am very, very excited to um, watch your talk and learn about this system and learn how we can implement it and save money. So thank you for being part of the Business Mom Summit. And oh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to be a part of this. It's very okay. exciting. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Amanda. Bye. Hi everyone, Amanda Tento here, and I am here with Jessica Haynes of Jessica Haynes Design. She does website branding, or websites and branding for businesses, and she is an amazing wealth of knowledge on personal branding. So I'm super excited to have her here. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. 
I'm really yeah. excited to be here. I'm excited to have you and I'm really excited to learn more about personal branding and your topic. I know that's kind of a hot topic. So do I create my own brand or do I go with personal brand or maybe a combination of both? So I'm really like excited to learn about that. But first, I want to ask you how you got started in um, web design and personal branding. Sure. Um, I've always been a creative person. I'm always making things. I love photography and that sort of thing. And for some reason, it never clicked, even though I have a business degree, that I could actually do something like this for a living. So I've actually been working for a bank. And then when I went on maternity leave, when I had my son a few years ago, I realized this that there's a whole online business world that I never really, it never crossed my mind that I could do something like that. So when I was on maternity leave, I started studying graphic design and website design. Um, and I've dabbled in both um, for years, but I really fo um, focused in and practice and got clear on what I was doing and then kind of just created my business. And it's been going since November, 2018 now, and I absolutely love it. And best decision I ever made uh, starting my own business. Very cool. Yeah. I think a lot of us moms have, I, I, my story is almost identical to yours um, in that I was also working at a credit union, not a bank, but, um, <laughs> and then I went out on maternity leave and I started my own business. So um, kind of funny that it's uh, very parallel, but I agree. I think that, you know, starting your own business is the best thing um, that we can do for mm -hmm. ourselves. We have control, we have schedule, um, mm -hmm. we have, you know, we're able to, um, you know, work with the kids and those kind of things. And yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. So definitely. So the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, another question that I have for you is what do you see, um, you know, working with mom business owners, what is the number one struggle that they kind of encounter when they're thinking of personal branding? That's a really great question. And I think um, a lot of it is how you can show up online confidently. So generally when we're in a mum role, um, we're home with our kiddos quite often. And sometimes we forget who we are. And not only that, but when you're always talking to toddlers, sometimes it's hard to kind of start that conversation with adults again and be able to show up confidently and put yourself out there. Um, so I find that's actually one of the biggest struggles that mums tend to have is just building up that confidence again in who they are as a person, but also how they can connect with other, other people in business when we're always home and toddler language is quite a world apart from talking to adults on a business call and things like that. So just that confidence aspect I think is massive. Perfect. And have you used um, the techniques that you're going to be teaching us? Have you used those in your brand personally? A lot of them, yes. So that it was actually something I struggled with a lot um, when I started. And um, on and off, I still get that imposter syndrome feeling um, sometimes if I'm home with a sick toddler for a week and then suddenly have to jump on a call. It definitely still comes up. So um, yes, a lot of it is something I use over and over again to help build confidence and just yeah, practice in putting myself out there more. So definitely. <laughs> okay, perfect. It's good to know that uh, even uh, the experts are still, <laughs> can still sometimes <laughs> waver a little bit um, in their mm -hmm. confidence. I do that as well. And I think you're, what you were saying is exactly right. I've had some illness in our house this, uh, the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks. And then um, mm -hmm. I had to do a live webinar and I wasn't feeling my best and all that. Mm -hmm. And I agree 100%. It definitely can take a toll on you. 
So definitely. What, um, or should I say, who do you know that is getting it right as far as personal branding goes? Do you have any examples of um, someone that is just like knocking it out of the park? Mm-hmm. I, I do. Uh, my business coach, uh, her name's Gemma Gilbert. She's in the UK. And even though I'm in Australia, we've ended up working together and she is absolutely killing it with her personal brand. So um, I actually did her website last year and she just actually had her visual branding done elsewhere before we had connected. And um, I'm also in her Facebook group and she's just, she absolutely embraces being a mum in business. Um, she's very clear on her boundaries around when she will and won't actually jump on calls and when her family time is. So I think that's a huge part of having a personal brand is putting that sort of thing out there, what our boundaries are and making it clear and everything. And she embraces being a little bit sweary and um, in your face at times. And I know that's not everyone's taste, but um, it works really well for her and her personality. So she has an insane amount of confidence um, once she embraced that sweariness. So I think she's really doing it well. That's awesome. I'm going to have to look her up. I have not heard of her yet, but I'm <laughs> definitely, I wrote her name down so I can check her out. Um, and I love that. I've seen uh, a few moms kind of incorporate that um, edginess into their branding and it mm-hmm. definitely really works for them because there is a very specific niche of people that like it, mm-hmm. you know, it just resonates with. It's just right mm-hmm. there. So I think that's awesome. And yeah. I think it's also important to kind of stay true to yourself and your branding. And that's a really big part of it, right? Definitely. It makes a huge difference. And if you're not true to yourself and you're trying to be someone else, you'll never really feel a hundred percent confident putting yourself out there. So definitely getting, being true to yourself makes that a world of difference. Awesome. Okay. What is one tip that you can leave the audience with, um, that is going to make them definitely sign up to watch your talk? Oh, good question. (laughs) That's got me thinking now. One of my biggest tips around personal branding is that we are our brand when we start an online business. So don't hide behind a logo. And when you're starting a business, try and put your face out there, whether that's just showing um, photos of yourself. And I can say from experience, I am not comfortable behind the camera, even on video or anything like that. But it does make a huge difference because people seeing your face is a great way for people to build a connection with you. So instead of having your logo everywhere, I do suggest um, having a nice photo of yourself so that people can really see who you are and start that connection a lot easier. Okay. So that's, that's my big tip. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really helpful. And I think a lot of people start out with that logo. And um, I know mm-hmm. I did that myself and just put my logo everywhere. And now I am, mm-hmm. you know, I've redone all of the things. And yeah, I think that's awesome. <laughs> So, well, thank you so much for being here and thank you for agreeing to be on the summit and part of the summit. And I am very excited to watch your talk. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to give it. I can't wait. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Business Mom Summit. If you're struggling with anything in your business, in your mindset, in your marketing, with your self-care or even with your social media, this is the summit for you. Featuring more than 30 speakers that are experts in their industry to help you up-level your life, your business, your social, your marketing, you get the picture, all for free. You can attend the Business Bomb Summit for free and it is a virtual summit so you don't have to fork out any cash for 
travel expenses or hotels or babysitters or any of those things. You can attend from the comfort of your own home. The Business Mom Summit will take place from April 20th through April 24th, and you can register at businessmomsummit.com, and you can also take a little sneak peek of preview interviews of our topics and our speakers on businessmomsummit.com. Can't wait to see you there.